Welcome everybody to uh, Retro Rewind, this uh, great new segment we're doing. This is our, I believe, fourth week at it. Fourth week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. One yep. of them, someone had not watched and we had to do two. I don't know who We doubled that is. up. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that. We doubled up. So, uh, <laughs> so we're doubling back to John Carpenter with this week's Retro Rewind called The Falk. And a very interesting movie. Looking forward to uh, getting you guys' takes on it. Great stoner movie. Great stoner movie. Great stoner movie. And, uh, yeah, we're just doing it a little bit different today. We're messing with the format and everything like that. So, um, to get started, um, Brian, you're very good with the synopsis. Uh, You got a synopsis for this one? Well, yeah. Basically, it's kind of a standard maritime ghost story. A coastal town has a cursed past where its founders betrayed a, I think it was a a ship containing a leper colony that was coming to America, mm. betrayed the sailors, drowned them all, stole their gold, and cursed the town so that, well, a hundred years later, the descendants have to deal with the fallout when those cursed sailors come back looking for, I guess, weed. It is called the fog, right? <laughs> it's nope. called the fog. It's called the fog. Yep. Nah. Okay. They came back looking for vengeance and gold. One of the two. I'm not sure which they actually wanted. Actually, they got both. So they got both. Yeah, like they took one. Then. <laughs> okay. Spoilers. Let's talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. This will be a spoiler review, also. So look forward to that. It is a very old movie. This one's actually older than the thing. This one's about 1980. I didn't know that. Yeah. About, okay. about four, okay. uh, two years before the thing. Okay. Yep. So to get started, uh, yeah, how'd you guys feel about John Carpenter's The Fog? I enjoyed it, but mm. it did drag on a little bit at the opening. But when it did get to the action, I'd say in a kind of a rare twist, the action part of this horror movie, I felt was actually the best part of it. Mm. Like the last 30 minutes were kind of hype. They yeah. had this awesome soundtrack that would slap today. Like that. Yeah. Bam. Bam. Because it's that, like, you know shit's about to happen, or shit is currently happening. Mm-hmm. It was going down. They had that one chord that really, really <laughs> embodied, embodied it. Yeah, basically, it's like the of, I guess, the 2012 uh, every damn movie, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. opening trailer. Mm-hmm. Except this actually wasn't, you know, annoying. Mm. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to cut that in in the post-production now, aren't I? Yeah, that'd be a, that'd be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. After I edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> it was a movie. Yeah. Watched it. Yeah, Mark, Mark was pretty Man, salty. I was pretty, much, I was pretty much salty the entire movie. Actually, so, we all were towards the... Yeah. Right. At the beginning, we... <laughs> So put it in perspective, like so before we we just watched the movie. So we all we all got together, we watched the movie and we're doing a review fresh right off the cuff. And um pretty much like right after the intro, I just started ripping on the movie, like from pretty much the entirety of it. Hmm. Like We I, all did. Yeah. 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 We all did, but I was definitely like the front runner because yeah. like I wouldn't let anything breathe. The the movie itself was an hour forty one minutes. I looked it up and I feel like an hour of the movie can be cut off. Like, that's being aggressive with it. But, like, realistically, I feel like the first 30 to 40 minutes of the movie could have easily just 
it's just been cut out because it was really just nothing really happening. Like the the very beginning with like the sailor telling the kids the story, mm-hmm. dope intro mm-hmm. to the movie because it kind of gets you set up. It gives you like a uh, what you're getting into. Like you know you're getting into like a ghost story, like a cryptic. Um, you know why I feel like it should have been cut out. Because Scooby Doo did it in an episode, and they did it in thirty minutes, and they did it better. <laughs> that's why I feel like that's why I feel like it could have been, and that's the same time frame, seventies, eighties. Like I'm not sure exactly when the original Scooby Doo aired, but one of those episodes back in the day did this coastal ghost storm story just a lot better. And it's like I agree with Ryan. The last like thirty minutes of the movie were great, but the the opening dragged on so long, and like the characters were just making like a, a lot of inconsistent movements and like just things just didn't make sense for example like when the um the kid gave his mom the wood and she took the wood with her like she took a piece of a random piece of wood with her to work it's like why but you needed the wood to be there for that scene that was there which i get but it's like make the movie make sense and it was just i feel like it was just way too many of those scenes where it's like you needed stuff you needed stuff in certain scenes to make it happen but it didn't make sense like why an item or a person went from point A to point B. And it, it just, I, I just feel like the first two thirds of the movie was kind of ass. The first third was terrible. The second third got better mm-hmm. because you started, it started to ramp up. And like at the final, I feel like the final third was a beginning, middle, and the end all on its own. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. start to see the creatures, they start to come out the fog. You start to understand how the fog works, how the creatures work. Yeah. And like, I feel like the characters understood it as we were understanding it. So like it, we, you kind of feel like you were on that ride together. And so when, like, stuff started happening, like... And, like, I feel like these characters were, like, a, a better set. The heroes, our heroes, were, like, a better set of horror movie characters because they thought they made, like, yeah. good actions. They, yeah. like, stuck together. They did all the things that you don't do in horror movies because you need people to get murdered. But it's, like, I was really surprised that, like, the... All the survivors survived. Sorry. Me? Well, you know, almost all of them. Yeah, almost but, all of them. I, I agree with you. I think all of the characters, they were all competent. Mm-hmm. Unlike, uh, I always think back to Invasion of the Body Snatchers, where you had one extremely not competent person who got everybody else killed. But in this one, every everyone in the cast was a smart, thinking human being. Yeah. Which is rare for horror movies. They're pretty real, too. Like, one thing I don't know if you guys noticed, like, a lot of the cast, probably probably the majority of the cast was uh, female characters. Yeah. They, they were all, like, really competent. They weren't just, like, overly badass just to, like, compensate. Mm-hmm. They were just realistic, smart, you know, uh, characters with uh, agency. They had a lot of agency. Yeah. The, I forget her name, but the um the radio host character. Yes. She was probably one of my Stevie. favorite characters. Yes, Stevie. Because she played her role, like perfectly because like i think one of my one of the better scenes that she had was like when she was given a play-by-play with the fog mm-hmm. and then she realized that she had the possibility of dying yeah so she like apologized to her son and then she was still giving the play-by-play and doing everything she could to try to save as many people as she could yeah. and i thought that was really cool because like uh as a radio personality it's like everyone's so used to hearing your voice and like you're in that position and it's like i feel like that was a perfect pivot for mm-hmm. her character in that point because it's like She's like, the only thing I can do is what I'm good at. And what I'm yeah. good at is this. Yeah. And like, I thought it was, that, that was a really, really good, um, like, yeah, it was just a really good character trait to have. And like how she played it, played a part really well. To second that, um, what I really liked was uh, they didn't shy away from the fact that she was a pretty bad mom. 
but that wasn't her character. That wasn't her personality. Yes. Was bad mom. It was just one of her traits. Um, I like that. I, I really, I did too. And it's like, yeah. and it's like she, and I wouldn't necessarily say she was um a bad mom. Maybe a little neglectful, but like she, you, you see those conflict that she's having yeah, in herself, sure. you know. Sure. And it's like again, it's not her complete her whole character. It's a part of her character because she's she's a radio host. She's trying to like. You know, she's a single mom mm-hmm. and, you know, and she's trying to do the best she can, but she realized she can't be for a kid all the time. Yeah. And that's why I thought that that, that touching scene about her apologizing to him was like, because yeah. it, it encapsulated more than just like the fog. It was like her apologizing for like the entirety that she's been doing. That. And yeah. that's why I thought it was a really, really important scene Yeah, for her character and like for the movie yeah. as well. It's, it was really it's subtle. subtle. It was like a minute, minute and a half long. Yeah, it wasn't like a big. Thing. They didn't make it a big thing. Yeah. One thing that I think about this movie, I think that the opening tension building part, it builds up to a completely different movie than what you got. True. Like it felt mm. like it was the build up of a mini series. And then instead of like a long form mystery solving, I guess, uh movie, you just got like thirty minutes of adrenaline oh shit duck dodge and run yeah and then the movie was just over and it's like all that mystery stuff that we were starting off with like yeah. oh why is he drowned when he's only been out there for two days and looks like he's been for this and they slight forensic stuff and then none of that actually mattered yeah you know now that you say that it makes a lot of sense like if it would have been set up for a mini series yeah that would make sense because you could explore like some of those characters a little bit more before they died off but it's like that makes so much sense because it was just like a lot of that stuff is like you could have just condensed it or like completely, completely second because like the, the the scene with the ship and like the people from the fog, the pirates from the fog coming on the ship and killing them. That scene is completely necessary and like yeah. it, it, you need that to That's great, yeah. to keep it keep the movie going and like it was a great scene in yeah. general. But then it's like you take then it's like thirty minutes of like lull and like downtime <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like nothing true. happening. And, like, it really, it doesn't pick back up really until what I was talking about earlier with the uh, the lady. I'm not sure she's the mayor. I'm not sure what her actual. Yeah. I felt like she was, the, like, a mayor. The wow. mayor type lady. When she. City her, council, I think. Or city council. Yeah. When she yeah. was trying to, when she was talking to her assistant about planning the um the birthday for the city thing. And you start to, it, that one, that scene brings back the original opening scene about, like, the, uh. The, with the fishermen telling the story to the kids and it's like that kind of reiterates it when it's like oh this is the hundredth birthday blah 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 this, whatever so you get two sides of that same story and it's like that brings it back but the part in between that is just like bro just dragging <laughs> on so the part we pretty much were rolling our eyes and making jokes was the beginning part where nothing made sense it, it all didn't come together um was the part where the fog was just causing generic mischief it was just breaking windows and doing it, all this stuff it wasn't generic it was convenient mischief because it was like the one that pissed yeah. me off the most is when she tried to make the phone call and then like the fog cut the power lines yeah, yeah. well known that 18th century uh lepers are experts in electrical engineering <laughs> right? yeah. and it was just like those little things those inconsistencies i'm like bro and it's like how is it doing i was expecting like a hand or something to pop out but it's just they just show like a scene of the fog and they show something messing up oh no wait i forgot the fog has the the weird 
kind of unexplained but implied power to just put salt water wherever the fuck it wants to. Um, oh, I see. Yeah, I see. But it was it still did, like man. moving stuff, right? Like it was breaking stuff. Yeah, it was breaking yeah. stuff. It was breaking windows and stuff. It was just. It was just. When, and that's the thing I was complaining about too. Was like because it broke a lot of the uh, the radars and like the the items they used to like check sonar and stuff. It broke all of those dials and stuff, and it broke all the glass. And then it just when they started going to the houses, it just couldn't break. It just didn't break the glasses on the house. Yeah. And then like at first they didn't break the doors. And then they started breaking the door. It's just like it, it was just a lot of inconsistency with like the fog and what the fog and then yeah. and I think that took me took me out of the movie. Yeah, for like until they put because I said it until they put clear guidelines, clear limitations on what the fog could do and what these like men inside of the fog could do. Yeah, and that's when yeah. that's when the character when they did that. That's when the characters realized what they can and can't do. Yeah, and yeah. that's when the movie like really took form in the last 25 30 minutes you know that reminds me of a movie that i think we went out to see not too long ago i can't remember what it was called but it was like stay in the light i think Mm, and it was about if you go into the darkness you just get instantly murked yeah and i like the part in that movie when the characters clearly realize the mechanics of the fight that they were in i just i just remember the scene where the dude realized it and he had this one light bulb that was swinging above him, and he realized that that light bulb was his life, was his life link. Mm-hmm. And then he actually started to play around the light against the whatever the heck was hunting him. And that was was really cool when you see a character basically get armed mm-hmm. against yeah. the horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it's it's one of those things. Like if you're playing a video game, playing anything, it's like. You can, when you get your weapon and you you get empowered to do something to save yourself, you're not running anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it's like at that moment, it's always a good it's always a good moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, this one must have took place in like Amsterdam or something because nobody. This was a small country. Nobody was exercising their Second Amendment at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> at one point, I was like, "Like, is this America? Yeah. Like, there are no guns." And it was small town America. So there's got to so, be like yeah, a, so everyone. Yeah, I expect a kid to whip out a twenty-two at least. <laughs> I guess we didn't get to see. No, not not that we didn't get to see the attacks that the fog zombies did. They were targeted on very few people. True, like basically just the main characters. <laughs> Pretty sure if we if they had gone if this had been a miniseries, someone would have pulled out the revolver. Probably. I wish well, cause the thing that kinda bugged me too was that um they kinda set it up that like it everything kept saying like six months die or six months pay. So it made it seem like it was like gonna kill this, people off. Because it made it seem, originally it made it seem like um just six random people they needed, you know, their pound of flesh, like six people needed to go. But then they kinda morphed it into like it was kind of targeted to be like the six dis- like descendants of like the original six people that did the um the theft, but then they, again it went back to like I I don't know what the six meant because they kept murking random essentially random people. Yeah, but again I think that was again if it was a mini series I think that would have been perfect because you could explore like the six the six lineages or the six bloodlines or whatever and like how they got to different people, whatever. And then, like, when they did kill those six people, it's like, honestly, I think this movie just would work better as a miniseries. We just get a little bit more explanation and stuff. And, like, because it's, like, the stuff that they tried to explain, they didn't do, it wasn't a great job done in it. Mm. But the stuff they did explain, I I think they did a very good job explaining it. It just, it was a lot less 
that was explained well than yeah. it was unexplained. Honestly, I don't really care about it. The the stuff they explained was great backdrop, but stuff only stuff that got me invested was like once once we got into fog and it was a clear threat. That's what got me invested. Agreed. Like otherwise, yeah. I didn't really. I don't want to know more about the fog monster and the mist. I don't really care. I know what I need. <laughs> yeah. I know what I need. I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm here for. <laughs> Next, I just need to know if they can be killed. Yeah, that's it. That's I it. Don't think so. The way they made it seem was like yeah. they just needed their. They wanted their money and they wanted their bread and their pound of flesh and they dipped. Yeah, they so got, they got both of them. Were these horror pirates? Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I mean, he had a he had a shashmere and he you know and he had a he had the hat on. Yeah. And he had a squad with him too. And he had a hook. <laughs> he did have a hook, multiple yeah. hooks. Yeah. Hook. There are some hooks in there. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So horror pirates. That's that's got to be a first, right? Well, maybe, maybe only time. Yeah, maybe only. I don't. Unless you count. Uh, I mean, it, it's probably a first, but unless you count like the Pirates of the Caribbean, you know. Uh, I mean, it has horror aspects in it, but I don't think yeah. it. Yeah. Horror pirates. There you go. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, it was like Lucy based on because I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know what was the book or whatever that Davy Jones was like invented in or came from. Because I mean, like, I'm guessing like this was loosely based on like the whole Davy Jones locker thing. Because mm-hmm. like you, Davy Jones is immortal, lives at the bottom of the sea, and he goes and takes people's lives for you know get their booty. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a um... yellow and porous sea? <laughs> <laughs> is Davy Jones like a Danish thing, or I'm not sure which folktale is from. Okay. Um, well, which uh, country's folklore is from? But I. I, I Part of me wants to say it's like Scandinavian, just because it's pirate based, like just because it's ship based. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. The um, the nautical, I guess, culture of that time, they kind of kind of blended their cultures. I mean, yeah, because it was kind of the point of it, right? Yeah. yeah. To go from point A to point B, or maybe Hell Spanish, because I feel like the. The Vikings ruled the seas in like the olden, olden days. But then it's like as you get further down in history, like, you know, you got the English and the Spanish pretty much took over everything else. I mean, Chinese, I guess the Chinese too had a lot of, a lot of pretty dope explorers too. Mm-hmm. Was, uh... hmm, cool aside. I'm going to look that up, see where the legend of Davy Jones came from. Yeah. This also got us all thinking about, um, when it first started, it got us all thinking about a uh, lighthouse. Which is another yes, one. yes, <laughs> yes. Another movie I want you guys to uh, definitely check out. Um, I don't know if it fits with Retro Rewind, but uh, it's pretty recent, right? It's pretty re- yeah. recent. Yeah. I was thinking like we could we could maybe dive into that just because it is the movie is like you know a throwback, it, yeah, in a sense. Retro, not retro, modern retro, modern retro, modern retro. Modern retro. Yeah. So that's my technicality on watching that. One. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> But no, we we can uh, stick to the retro. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's basically the movie. Um, I do like that. Okay, well, I like and don't like the fact that for a long time they completely obscured the the features of the threat. Yeah. So you, it was just some some figures in the fog yeah. with like some hooks and blades and stuff. I do like that at the end they do give you just. A little bit more, not too much. Yeah, but you get to see a little bit more of what the threat is, mm-hmm. and it does serve to make the threat 
even more threatening. Yeah. That was a very cool reveal. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, John Carpenter, you know, mm-hmm. is pre thing. So you see like yeah. the early, you know, early yeah. practical effects. The early jank. Yeah. The early yeah. jank. As a game designer who doesn't quite have the most extensive amount of assets to work with, hmm. I can understand his use of jank. <laughs> I respect his advantage. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I still think the fog, I think the special effects in the fog was pretty good because i mean like realistically they, they had like a smoke machine like i don't know what else they could have used like a smoke machine a vacuum <laughs> and like a, a leaf blower like i don't know what else you could have used to make these effects like that back in the 80s like early 80s so i mean like kudos to like the way they do because i mean it was creepy enough like they got the little glowing um the, the slight i like the slight glow to the vlog like it was like a, a ever so slight green tinge to it so like you knew it was weird mm-hmm. but it wasn't like just straight glowing green like so you knew it was like ectoplasm or something mm-hmm. so i mean like, it actually felt threatened as it was like encroaching upon like just the fact that it was moving like a little bit extra fast yeah, yeah. unnerved me yeah. it was like <laughs> well when she was doing her like play-by-play that that was unnerving too she was oh, like yeah. it's on this street in this street in this street and it's like I was a little stressed about it, but when you see the characters like like live in the neighborhood and they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this, and they're just like and they're driving, they're like, oh, yeah, and then they stop when they stop in like by the liquor store and they're just looking and they're like, and you know they recognize like where the street is and they know it's close by, yeah. And then when she hits the <laughs> she hits the reverse and goes, and I was just like, mm-hmm. that's that's where the movie really took off, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, once that was where it started, like it literally yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. Once you get that scene when they get surrounded initially, and it's like, ah. This mm-hmm. when you went here, you went here, and yeah, you finally get that they have to be in the fog, and yeah. when you're in the fog, you in the fog, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's when it really t- sat in. I was like, okay, let's let's see where this goes, and it went. All right, and so we're gonna address the giant wacky golden cross and the what what happened after that. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. I thought we were gonna talk about what the wood was doing. <laughs> You were so mad. You were so mad about that. I'm definitely going to add in a cut in here. No, wait. I'm not the one who does the video editing. Ah. Well, I guess I will add the cut. Oh, Oh, shit. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Word for breeze. All right. So there's this part. All right. One of the heroines, she, the, we mentioned the piece of wood that her son picked up that she took to work with her for no reason right so when the main heroine kind of gets it in her head that this wood has somehow has some sort of effect on the situation she calls her son to find out (laughs) the situation of the circumstances behind him finding it she asks him that wood where'd you find it he tells her i found it on the rocks and then she asks what was the wood doing (laughs) and i was just like what was the wood doing? <laughs> Great question. Think about that, folks. Right? Is driftwood sitting on rocks? Is there ever a situation that you have to ask yourself, what's the wood doing? I mean, technically, it did transform from a pe- a gold doubloon. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. It did transform from a gold doubloon. We forgot to. Yeah, yeah, it did. She didn't know that, but that is what it did. The kid, did the kid know that? No, he just uh, saw water wash over it. Then suddenly it wasn't a doubloon. It was a piece of driftwood. Yeah. So so he, he maybe he should have said it was transforming. 
It's moldy, mom. It's wet wood. <laughs> well, another weird thing too, though, is like, all right, so we're as a viewer, we're supposed to accept the fact that like that gold doubloon did turn to that driftwood, right? I guess. So I mean, like, I don't but, even know why. I don't know why you watching the movie. Because my thing is like, if that was part of the, let's say that was like the one piece of treasure that they, the, the people didn't steal from the pirates. Hmm. So you have this one piece of gold that turns into wood. Wow. Uh, no. I don't think we were supposed to really think too much about this. But you hyper-focused on it. What yeah, did the wood do? What did yeah. the wood do? I yeah. think uh, it being a gold doubloon was just an excuse to get the kids' eyes onto it. Yeah, you're right. Because like, it was that, that long scene where he was just walking across the beach when he was fishing. And he just sees this like shiny thing in the background. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's quite the downgrade. It is. It's a broken wood with, what did it say yeah. on it? Dane, Dane or, or Dane. six must die, but like that scene could have just been better. You could have just had him walking on the rocks and see the wood mm-hmm. and just pick the wood up. Like yeah. it, it just would have made it. Just it was so many of those scenes where you could just like it was just extra stuff happening and extra stuff there. Yeah, it just made it more complicated and more yeah. difficult to understand than it needed to be. Pat out yeah. that watch time. True, true. God, wow, we're so whiny. Did you I like mean, the movie or not? I did, though. That's the thing. I, I, I didn't think I was going like to like it. The last third of the movie. The, the last, last third. third of the movie, yep. 9 out of 10. Yeah. The first two thirds of the movie, 4 out of 10. I'm I was going to be like, maybe we should even review this movie, y'all, because oh. this is going horribly bad. Bro, I kept looking at you, Breezy, and I wanted you to, <laughs> You never made eye contact with me. I kept looking at you like, bro, what the fuck is this? I was like, what is this? Like, I, I was actually extremely entertained when she asked, what was the wood doing? <laughs> I, even though I sounded pissed, and I was, I was actually cracking up on the inside. Like, that is the stupidest question I've ever heard So, say. when you said it, the, so the first time you, like, kind of whispered it, when you said it a little bit louder, so the first time when you whispered it, I was holding it in my lap. When you said it the second time a little bit louder, I just couldn't contain myself in <laughs> And it just all bubbled up and came God. So, uh, so we all, we all aren't really big fans of M. Light Shyamalan. No. So, no. there's a couple movies, you know, we might like from him. But for the most part, we don't like the premise. We don't like whatever he's doing. So, this movie, for the first two-thirds, at least one-third, felt straight up M. Night Shyamalan. Don't know where this is going. Stuff's just happening. It's so vague and nondescript and uh that's you know that's when i was just thinking like i don't i don't know where this movie's going i was curious to see where it was gonna go but i felt like we were gonna be disappointed by it but um yeah see like is it so for me it went from like the very intro to movie piqued my curiosity and i was like cool i did like the intro yeah we can go with this yeah then it like slowly started to die out then like the second third of the movie like it was like Every like every scene, I had a different level of investment. It was like some scenes, I'm like, all right, you know, I can deal with this. And say, the next scene happened, I'm like, bruh. Then it was just it just went back and forth like that. Yeah. But to to the one the one piece I will give M Night Shyamalan is that his intros for his movies are always bangers. Like gotcha. he'll always draw True. you in. True. He will always draw you in. True. And then he will push you off the cliff. And then he'll disappoint you. Yeah, that's true. True. Like, True. I, I really liked Unbreakable in that. It did that whole long tension building thing right, like perfectly. That was like one of the best build ups I'd ever seen in a movie, where you're just going through the normal life of who 
me and my brother would call security man. (laughs) (laughs) Security man. And it's actually super interesting, even though it's like boring as hell, but it's just eerie enough that you spend your entire time thinking, does this guy have superpowers or not? Mm -hmm. It's like, you just can't. Mm. I'm still confused to this day <laughs> where I'm like, bro, man, this dude is like tanking bullets and uppercutting like a cars, but then he gets put down by a pool tarp. I'm like, I mean, yeah. Superman's yeah. kryptonite, right? Yeah, that it was actually part of the story, too. It's like, hey, if you're a superhero, you need a weakness. That's how things go. But anyway, um, this movie was not quite like that. The buildup led to a completely different crescendo yeah. that didn't match the buildup at all. Oh my god! No, man. yeah, it's like you you build you took the road to the left, yeah. and somehow you ended up taking a right street. Yeah, with no backtracking whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that went. I'm super curious. I definitely want to see like some production, um, maybe a documentary if they got that on this this movie i only watched it just on the strength of it being john carpenter i was like i kind of rock with this guy thing was super good he did all these other yeah. movies i liked so let me see what this what this fog's about i mean yeah. you can't bat a thousand so i mean like, I, I get it you yeah know I mean? but i liked it <laughs> i liked it by the end of it i did yeah. like it by the end, by the end i did i did yeah. the end was strong enough that i kind of like forgave it for everything me too else. me too yeah. wasn't expecting that i wish that it was like just an hour long yeah i feel like this would have been like a hell of a fact or fiction episode or a tale like a, from a short trick. story. I don't know what the video ver- visual mm-hmm. version of a short story is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. But I was going to say like the Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. thing, like 30 minutes, like the 30 minutes. Like, like it, it's a Scooby-Doo special. Yeah. Like yes. our special. Yes. That, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. That would have worked. But, uh, you know, if they just took like the, that initial boat scene with, with, his, with his boys getting killed on a boat, it then upgraded over to uh you know when they were just before they got in the car just before they got in the car and like were in the fog and stuff like that yeah that's true they yeah they, they really could have just skipped straight to there yeah and just instead of you know having a guy and a hitchhiker he picked up just have like a couple mm-hmm. have them be a couple and just start the story from there yeah because yeah, i mean like even her story didn't make any sense because like oh, yeah. she was a hitchhiker and she was trying to get to vancouver's so so rapidly, but then when this weird shit started happening, she was there. She, she was, was just there, and she was yeah. like, "I want to continue to be Get around this attack death and by stuff. zombies." Yeah, yeah. like I want to yeah. continue this, and it's like, "What? Why would you?" I think she was just there to make Halloween references. I don't know if y'all caught though. She made quite a few. Mm-hmm. Oh, a billion of them. Yeah, yeah. She started with like Friday the Thirteenth. Indiana. Yeah, and then like the dude when he fell on her, he looked exactly like Michael Myers. He even had like the blue yeah. jumpsuit thing on. Yep. Well, it was it was a lot of them. She just kept the hits kept coming. Because, I mean, the first the first Halloween would have been out by then, right? Because I, the I want to say the first yeah. one came out in, like, 76 or 78. 78, I believe. Or 77. One of those yeah, it was, it was late 70s, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and this was 80. So, yeah. She would have definitely been known for that. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. Yeah. That is. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Just references. And John Carpenter, of course, made Halloween. So... It makes sense, you know. Yeah, you're cool. your main heroine, and she was the main heroine in this one. Don't give um. I want to give a shout out to uh, the main dude. Was Nick? Nick was his name. Nick. The guy who looked like Dexter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually liked him as a, um, as just a guy. I mean, because yeah. I don't really know. Like he wasn't. 
he was a super over top, like crazy <laughs> good, like crazy character or whatever. Like didn't have all these emotions either way or whatever. He was just like a dude that was concerned about his friends missing and just kept rolling with the punches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really appreciate like this, this random dude just like shit's getting weird. And he's like, mm-hmm. all right, he's gonna run with it. Yeah, that's cool. Like I, I can't think of a character I didn't like. They're all, you know. Decent, at the very least. Characters I didn't like all got killed, so mm. I'm okay with that. Facts. Facts. Also, so that, w- another thing, I'm, I'm, I'm a bitch about nothing. The, um, that kid that was sweeping up the, the oh, liquor store at night. Yeah. That was such a long scene yeah. for him not, because we, we all thought that he was like our, our main character, yeah. going to be our hero. And then you get to, it was like a four minute scene of him sweeping that literally went nowhere for weird fog vandalism that stuff I didn't like at the beginning mm. you know what I just realized what the scene was for cause the very last thing you see in the scene is that that piece of wood hanging and has the words on it and like the oh. next couple scenes later is when the kid finds the wood that's uh, what that was I didn't I, I think was... that's just an early form of transition like I could be just make, hmm. just pulling that out of my butt but uh, the entire time I was just thinking about that damn bottle of orange juice <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did drink out of the orange juice just he, to put it back. Just on to there. put it back. Like you like just kept it. You could have just kept it at that point. Yeah, man. Just steal it. Fuck. Yeah, they should just kill them off right there, right then and there. Introduce our hook man, slice them up. Yeah, because I'm like, bro, you just you sipped some, you opened orange juice, yeah. sipped it. You deserve divine like, punishment. You were like, yeah, mm. it's no saving you. <laughs> but I don't even know what happened to him. I assume he died, but maybe not because. For the mischief part, they weren't really killing people off yet. No, they were just like just just doing stuff, just doing stuff, making it inconvenient. Yeah, driving past in your ghost boat, just <laughs> mailboxes. Yeah, because I mean, they just knocked a couple car alarms, smashing windows. Yeah, Being just straight up asshole. Like Peeves from uh, Harry Potter, Peeves the Poltergeist. <laughs> I was like, what are they doing? What is this this teen rebellion ghost stuff that they're doing? Because <laughs> that's all it was, really. Yeah. So yeah, it. I couldn't get invested until I saw, like, the actual, you know, the scary hook people. Yeah. and even, even, even when you first saw them, it was kind of weird. Because I was like, what, what is this? Like, what, what is these hook yeah, people on this pirate ship? <laughs> like, what is going on? They literally just see you just fog pirate ship yeah. murder. Yeah. That was actually kind of cool. Just uh, It was cool. Yeah. When they actually just went right past the pirate ship and they were just going, like, the hell did that come from? Yeah. And then the Metal Gear Solid theme starts playing. Yeah. And some necks start to get snapped. Now that felt Tales of the Crypt as hell. Like the pirate ship showing yeah, up by the Yeah, and then just disappearing. Yeah. That was super Tales of the Crypt. But uh, it just it was like tonal whiplash at that point for me because it was just like, what what, what about the fog? What is the, it can create people now? Like, I was thinking like, you know, solo sneaking mission time. Oh, well. I did like the setup with that though. Like I did like that scene because it's like you don't. It's kind of like a lot of things happening. But I think mm-hmm. they a lot later on they explain it well enough to like. In hindsight, I like the scene, but like when it first popped up, yeah, I, it I was just kind of jarring. Yeah, it was. It mm-hmm. was too much for me. But I did like the little random forensic scene. Like I did like that. Um, yeah. Because when they're talking about like I wish that would have played a bigger part or did more. Because when they're talking about like he's like, hey man, he's like I saw him a couple of days ago, but he's like. Based on what I'm seeing, he's been like underwater for like months or whatever. He's like, this just doesn't make sense. And like, I mm-hmm. like the, I like the all the weird stuff happening and like the characters like um, just living their daily lives and like seeing other people and them talking about the weird stuff that happened and like 
you start to see light bulbs, the the lights go off. Like, yeah. Oh, you had something weird too. I had something weird too. What yeah. time did you happen? It happened at midnight. Mine happened at midnight too. Like the, when they started adding up, I like I really like those scenes, and I wish they could have just condensed those more into like uh, more consecutive scenes mm-hmm. and brought more of those characters together. Because I feel like too, like the the doctor guy that they had, that did a forensics thing. He was a cool character that they introduced, and they just didn't do anything with him. He mm-hmm. just kind of like was there for like the four or five minutes. And that was a great scene that they didn't expand upon because I think that scene actually got me invested in the movie. Because like uh, when the guy just stood up, the dead guy just stood up. Yeah. Then I was like, that was cool. That was spooky. I yeah. was wondering why dead guy suddenly gets sneak one hundred. He wrote the number yeah. three. He wrote the number three. I thought he had like a hook thingy. On the ground? He wrote the number three. He wrote the number three? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, see, like, I missed that. It was like number three. That's why I was like, I, I didn't know what they were doing with these numbers. Oh. Huh. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they kept, they would have a scene that didn't make sense. Mm. And then they have this scene like this that's like super interesting. And like, then the next scene just be like the little kid, like being at the old lady's house. And it's just like, mm. oh, oh, yeah, grandma bit it. Grandma, grandma bit it hard. Oh, right. They didn't have to do grandma like that. Because <laughs> that's another thing I was talking about where it's like, it's just yeah. the inconsistency of character because the the scene before that, before she she died, she literally said, "Make sure all the windows and doors are locked. So are windows in your that room locked?" And she yeah, said, "Yeah." And then a minute later, when a fog comes up, she just opens the door. Oh yeah. Even though she's, you can clearly see her when she's looking at the the glass sliding door, her big glass sliding doors, and the fog is up. She's like, Man, "We shouldn't go out there." Mm-hmm. But she turns around to open her door. She can't see through, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it, "Bro, she's clearly seen now." <laughs> 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 it's just there's just things though those little those wish, inconsistencies are so bad I wish she just like opened it up and just yelled Mortimer Mortimer Morty oh you know <coughs> you think about mm. what Mortimer means it's well, yeah. pretty accurate that is just like an old 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 name <laughs> mm. yeah, that would have been pretty good yeah. Let's be honest, she's probably still alive. Um, those old rusty old hooks can't get through her old ass skin. You can hear it. Did you hear it? It was in the background. You hear the blades like snapping on her leather tough. Oh, kind. yeah. When you, when you said that, the moment you said they were cutting through that old leather, <laughs> my, my mind went, because at the moment, the moment before you said that, I was like, what is this sound effect that they're using for this murder? <laughs> It just streaks out like they're cutting through tarp. It just didn't make sense. I was like, what is this sound? Bro. That woman had been undead for years. She was a sleeper agent for her. Dang. She has such little lines. I wonder if she was just like somebody's mom or grandma. They were just like, just, just we just need an old person for the movie. You got like five lines. You're watching a kid. Mm-hmm. You just do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just open this door for the night zombie men. <laughs> I mean, because even the the weirdest part of that scene is that not only she opens the door, goes outside, and turns around. Turns her ass around. Outside of the door. And it's like, you know. What? She might as well just wave right? goodbye at the point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh. Something funny I was actually thinking about when she did that. You know how Sophie works with children and stuff, right? I was thinking about this old uh, this old behavioral test they do with children and their mothers and a stranger. So that they'd have basically the child 
the mother of the stranger and the child would always turn towards the mother with their back to the stranger because the mother gives them comfort. And I was always thinking like, I wouldn't turn my back on a stranger, but children who aren't uh, developed yeah. yet would, you know, cause they don't, you know, think about that. And I was thinking about that old lady, just turn her back to the killing fog and just, ass out and go like <laughs> I guess it's okay I don't know what's gonna happen and we're just going like oh my god lady how stupid <laughs> are you yeah man that's like that's something to learn from video games it's like if something's like keep the keep the enemies in front of you yes. the back your wall mm-hmm. yes yes keep the unknown in front of you and like and you're back to the wall like dude man freaking Resident Evil 4 remake just like Clear those corners, rookie. You know, you go into a new room, you look on one side, and then you turn your back to that side and face the other. Yeah, because I... Keep that ass protected. I really learned it when um I, I watched a documentary about cats. And it was about, um like, since cats haven't been, like, domesticated for so long, like, indoor, like, house cats and, like, wild cats, like, tend to act similar. So it was like, um I kept wondering why Harley would just turn her back to me. And I, I was like, that's kind of rude. Because, like, dogs will sit next to you and they'll look at you. But, like, cats always turn their back to you. And come to realize, like, dogs are only predators. Like, dogs aren't prey. So they have nothing to worry about. But cats are predator and prey. So if cats are, if a cat turns its back to you, that means they trust you. They don't have to worry about what's behind them. Because they're keeping their eyes on whatever else is in front of them. And that's when, I'm, I probably watched that when I was, like, maybe 19, 20. And that's when I realized, I was just like, yeah, cats, cats know what's up. Mm-hmm. It took me a really long time, like to like two years ago, to like watch some videos and find out that all the weird stuff that cats do is actually them like showing that they trust you and love you and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, wow. I didn't. I missed all those signals, man. <laughs> didn't appreciate it, why you? You know, it's like when they just stare at you and then I turn to look at them and they turn quickly turned away. I thought that they was just being uppity. <laughs> That's what I thought. Like, dang, man. Grimming me when I'm not paying attention, you little shit. <laughs> Don't mean they just looking out. Yep. Well, uh, well, final thoughts about the movie? Despite my complaints, I enjoyed it. A lot, actually. All right. I know that I looked at the IMDb rating. Out of ten, what are you, what are you guys is rating out of ten? Because mm. mine's is pretty much mm. pretty similar to the IMDb oh, rating. It's tough. Well, you just spoiled it, man. <laughs> but <laughs> dang, I'm a. I'm gonna give it like an eight out of ten. I'm gonna guess what the rating is because I don't like rating like a number rating. I'm gonna guess it's uh, six, six point eight, six point eight. Because mine was, uh, I was teasing between a 6.5 and a 7. Mm. Because it's like I, the things that I liked about the movie, I really liked. But the things I disliked, I really, really, really disliked. And I think that's mm. why I want to give it the 6.5. What was the wood doing? What was the wood doing? Because <laughs> I feel like the, the bads were bad and more bad than the goods were good. Mm. But the good was good enough to... To balance out most of the bad, to make me still want to continue watching the movie. Yeah, so yeah, I think I'm a... the last third of the movie, if that didn't exist, or if oh, it was no. something different, 
yeah, I would have just just crapped all over this movie. <laughs> Dude, I liked it. Drop kicked it, yeah. I like about yeah. it. Say it's like a, a good straight to TV movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't watch this with commercials. I I wouldn't watch this at the theater. Oh, I wouldn't watch this again. Probably. I mean, I won't watch this again. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind going on a John Carpenter binge and like starting with this. I wouldn't mind it. You know, start low. <laughs> fair enough. Well, I was going uh, chronologically, but that's that's fair. Same thing, I guess. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, that's a tough hill. Because I mean, like, could you imagine like you made this movie and then like three years later you made the thing? It's just like that's crazy, bro. If you did it in reverse, that would be the end of your career. <laughs> Dang, man. I'm sorry. You'd be. Dang. Oh, I don't want to say it. Dang. I'm sorry. You I like this it. movie. <laughs> I, I was gonna compare it to another screenwriter. Nowadays, but I'm not gonna do that. Mm. I'm gonna say, um, anyway, maybe we're comparing him to Shyamalan. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the inverse of Shyamalan. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this is one of Shyamalan's favorites movies. Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, he just yeah. he just made the movie again with the the, the mist. Was the, that what it was? The mist. Oh, I didn't even see the mist. Probably, but the happy what was it the tree one. Mm. I don't remember his movie's name. I just only <laughs> you know the only reason I remember it is because it was the um, the one about the trees. Because my friend asked me to go to the movies, and I was super broke at the time, and I, I only had like twenty bucks, so I put like ten bucks in my gas tank to get them to pick them up, and like the other ten bucks to use to the movies. Damn. And then like we watched the movie, and I was like, I want my money back. <laughs> which which. Which movie? <laughs> because all of it. Because I'm like, this is a waste. It, it was horrible. Because it's like, it, it was the one about like the tree. Like the, the whole point, like everyone was dying around the world and they didn't know why. But you come to find out like the trees just decided to release, to stop releasing oxygen and start releasing the carbon dioxide back. And everyone just ended up dying. And I don't <laughs> Just like bro. simple premise, but uh, <laughs> hey, baby. I was like, "What is this?" Because like it started <laughs> off super cool. It started off like again. It always starts, it always off, dope. starts off dope. So it's like you just like these. All these birds are flying, <laughs> and all these birds just fell out of nowhere. Then like this plane crashed, and then like all these people just started dying. And you're like, "Oh shit, what's going on?" You know, that would actually be a really cool premise for a backstory for a movie. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty years later, or fifty years later, or whatever. Yeah, that yeah, would be the sick. initial premise. That would be awesome. Yeah, but it hey, was not. But it wasn't. Twist. Yeah, that just that was just a sore spot. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh man, nice Shyamalan. Please, please, please stop making movies. Go back twenty years. Make him like you used to. Yeah, you know I gotta watch more of his stuff because I watched like. Two or three I didn't like, and that was two or three too many. About two or three good ones. Yeah, and I just I just stopped watching. Two good ones. We got signs. You got signs. Um, The sixth sense. Um, and then um, well, five I guess because you got Unbreakable, Split, and Glass. Okay, I need to see Split and Glass. Five out of like eighteen, nineteen. I don't know. I don't know. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make the pilgrimage. I'm gonna watch yeah, gotta watch some stuff. Uh, stuff so I can give a completely fair opinion on things. Because yeah. um, you know, I like I like shitting on them too, but that's because after 
Unbreakable. After Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, I was actually a dedicated Shyamalan fan. I thought that I thought that he was the new Spielberg. Mm-hmm. So fair, did, fair. Because then Signs was the next one after that, and that was pretty good. I that saw was that good. The yeah, that I really like Signs. Good. I really like Signs. And then I did see the and what he did ones. to Avatar. Ugh, I don't. Know. Mm-hmm. I, I did continue watching his movies and. I just at at the first one I was like this is just this is just a fluke you know he just, he just had a bad day at the office man he mm. he he'll, he'll bounce back he'll bounce back dude I know he would I was that I was that dude at the school who was arguing for him when everyone else was telling him, Ryan you're delusional he's bad now give it up <laughs> I was like no man Unbreakable was godlike have you ever even seen Six Sense and I, I was that guy. Was just way too into it. And I mean, you weren't wrong. I mean, until you time, were. I was a Sega fan too, so you know when people were talking shit about Sonic, I was like, "No, man, Sonic is the best. He'll, they'll make good games. You used to play Sonic Adventure two. The next one, Sonic Adventure three, is gonna be just as good. Just you watch. And that shit still hasn't come out. Thirty years. That later. was like twenty years ago, bro. <laughs> I'm still salty about it. You also were the Fable guy. <laughs> You, you were the fable. You were the fable guy. <laughs> you I were the fable guy in ninth grade. <laughs> oh, man. It was Project Ego. <laughs> it was. It was Project Ego. It was. it was fable. You actually got me hype about it. Oh, God. You did. You did, you did uh, that. <laughs> you I mean, I enjoyed that. the first. I enjoyed the first. Fable. I enjoyed the first fable. Yeah, I played the other two. I yeah. did enjoy them. I played them. I'm just a corporate shell. <laughs> we'll see what Fable Four. Because mm. out of the three Fables game we have, they still haven't promised all the stuff they were going to do with Fables 1. <laughs> hey, they did. They, they they have promised it technically. Have you heard about the metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> Can we use? Yeah, it's about, it's about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Rap it. Rapity rap. All right. Rapity rap. Well, folks, that was Retro Rewind for the Falk. Um, I hope you enjoyed our opinions. We were very, uh, we have very strong opinions about the fog, <laughs> one way or another. In one way or another, both positive and negative. Um, yeah. We mostly enjoyed it um, for the most part. A lot of all three of us had issues with the uh, the start of it. We still don't know what the wood was doing. Still don't know what the wood was doing at all. But uh, but it was a good time overall. Glad I watched it. Was it was a good time. It was a good time. Yep. Yep. So uh, I don't yet know what the next movie is gonna be. But I just have be a one banger. Grease, one 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 inquiry about it. Okay. Can we just get like a some type of uplifted movie? Because I feel like Grave okay. of the Fireflies and this one. Yeah. You know, just would, would you guys think a comedy or not even necessarily a comedy? Just okay. like something with like a lot of energy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We we can go with the the big movie. Um, I'm thinking, you know, the big '80s movies that maybe we haven't watched in a long time. You know, maybe a Ghostbusters, maybe a Back to the Future. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I can like ride with that. Cool. Okay. I've actually never seen any of the Back to the Futures. Let's do it. Really? Yeah. Really? I've never oh, seen any. Oh, man. The first one is goaded. The second one, mm, the third one. third one was a rough time. It was, it was okay, though. It was okay. <laughs> I have heard much of the third Back to the Future. <laughs> it functions it as functions. a movie. Okay. So let's, let's do the trilogy. Back to the Future. Yeah, I'm down for Back to the Future. All right. Oh, back. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Back to the Future next time. We'll see y'all in the future.